Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hi there, I'm Adrian Durham. You're listening to TalkSport. It's time to look back at day 16 in Qatar on World Cup Daily, where Brazil are into the quarterfinals after a scintillating display against South Korea. Not since 2002 as co-hosts of South Korea made a World Cup quarter-final. Eventually, that year, Gusevic's men finished fourth, whilst the winners were Ronaldo's Brazil. Now Rafinha down the right-hand side of the box, pulls it back, it comes to Vinicius Jr. 1-0! Took his time brilliantly, Vinicius Jr. Moves around the ball, comes up to it, right-footed, stutter in the run-up, shot, oh, he wrong-foots the keeper, not a great penalty! But it's gone in the back of the net, and Brazil are two up inside 13 minutes. Charleston juggles for it with his head brilliantly. Gets it back at the edge of the area. Oh, what a goal! What a brilliant goal from Charleston! Amazing goal! Vinicius into the area, left-hand side, just lobs it to the far post, and Takita makes it four with a brilliant volley! Another sensational Brazil goal! Driven back by Pike! Oh, what a great goal! What a fantastic goal from Pike Xiong-ho! That is the final whistle. Brazil go through with ease to the last eight. They have dismantled South Korea as this stadium will be dismantled after this match here at the 974. Final score here at the 974 stadium. Brazil 4, South Korea 1. Yeah, final game at this stadium, 974. The one made up of shipping containers, 974 of them, in fact. And a fitting finale as well. So it's Croatia and Brazil who will face each other in the quarterfinals after two contrasting victories today. They were very different games. So the 2018 World Cup finalist Croatia against the five-time world champions. Croatia beating Japan on penalties. I think Japan just did themselves, really. Minamino, Mitoma, uh, Yoshida... All of them, having played in England, they've got the penalty curse. They all missed their penalties, and so Croatia went through on spot kicks. Brazil, though, wiped the floor with South Korea. It was 4-0 at half-time, finished 4-1 in the end. They eased off in the second half. They brought their famous samba beat to Qatar. Both matches were live on TalkSport, of course. Every game at this World Cup, live on the TalkSport network. Dean Ashton, the former England striker, alongside me here at Stadium 974. Can you sum up just how good Brazil were in that first half? They were, I think, exactly what you would expect when you come and watch Brazil, or hope for. 
is a performance like that, or a show, I would call that. That was pure entertainment. That was buy a ticket, turn up, grab your, your food and drink, sit back and just be royally entertained. And that's what they did in that first half. When they do it in that manner, they do it like it doesn't matter, like this game doesn't matter. Like it, like they are just having a kick around and it's a training session and and it's just so good to watch. And, and the problem was was that South Korea A didn't couldn't handle how quick they were moving the ball but also were naive enough to leave spaces for these quality players and if you do that then they can enjoy themselves and show what they did tonight so it was um, it was a brilliant Brazil display one that I'm just glad I was here to watch yeah privileged to watch it I've been part of a talk sport team that was humiliated on the Copacabana beach by some locals playing football. I mean, they were sensational. There was a touch of that about some of the Brazilian playing that uh, first half. You can see how they've learned to master a football in the way they have. Richarlison was your man of the match. And it wasn't just the silky side of the game, the fancy side of the game, the flicks and tricks with Richarlison. He had the lot, didn't he? He did. I mean, his, his game always has a base level of incredible work rate and energy and a nuisanceness about him you know in, in the way that he plays against defenders but then the way he juggled with the ball with his head and then took it down laid it off didn't just admire that made a great run into the box received it back took a great touch and then just slid it past the goalkeeper I mean it's just to have both sides of it to have that aggression and, and work rate and humbleness but then also when it's needed the flair the excitement the joy of of scoring goals yeah it was great to see yeah it was when he was juggling the ball with his uh, head and his feet as well half expected Brennan Johnson to appear from nowhere and slice him in too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there was nobody from Nottingham Forest who was uh, unhappy with uh, Richarlison here tonight he was doing it for positive reasons it did lead to a goal as well actually a word on Thiago Silva they've got all these silky footballers this centre half with a, a dreamy assist for the goal I mean they can all do it they've all got it yeah they have yeah I mean it was such a wonderful pass because the weight of it had to be perfect it had to be played right into his feet for, for that whole move to work and that was the almost the key part of it from Thiago Silva who time and time again would get the ball and he would just hit this fantastic diagonal because someone would run inside Rafinha and open that space up and he just kept zipping this ball out towards Rafinha he's, a, he's such a wonderful player for someone of his age and he doesn't look it's not even as if 1v1 he gets exposed he's still he's still got that reading of the game and that athleticism still well, at times I was comparing the performance in the first half to, to the 1970 Brazil side. There were some lovely tributes from the fans with a big TIFO um, wishing Pelé well. The players themselves after the game brought out a banner wishing Pelé well and they took a photograph of it. He would have been uh, heartened by that performance. Uh, you know, I hope he was watching it because that really was special uh, from Brazil. Uh, Danny Alves spoke with uh, TalkSport's Alex Crook after the game. Doesn't speak much English, but what he did say was Pele will never die. And it's absolutely true. He'll always be in, in every football fan's hearts, every Brazilian's hearts, whatever happens. He is one of those players that was the first to do most things. Uh, I, was, I just spent, I must have been 20 to 25 minutes just keep replaying a a clip I saw on Twitter of him doing a skill that's then been repeated by another world star down the years and Pele had already done it you know he was obviously a trailblazer 
He was iconic with Brazilian football and the way they played and it's like we'd never seen anything like that before. Certainly my my granddad used to say, you know, it's we couldn't believe what we were seeing. We we didn't see this in in England, you know, on a on a quagmire of a pitch. You had this this Brazilian kid that was just doing the skills and and the scoring the goals. You know, we just couldn't believe what they were what they were seeing and and again I hark back to the fact that if you ask anybody in the world who's Pele, they know who, who he is. That's that's the mark of, of, of his legacy. Lovely tribute tonight, and we wish Pele well. Um, got to talk about Dancegate, because uh, it's all the talk on social media. It's funny, isn't it? You get a performance like that, 45 minutes, that fills your heart with football joy, and all people want to do is talk, oh, they dance too much in celebration. I, I kind of understand where people are coming from, because I felt for the South Koreans who were waiting to kick off after yet another brilliant goal had been scored against them. Meantime, all the Brazilians are in a, a circle doing a big dance over by the corner flag. So they're still waiting in the South Korea. A little bit humiliating for them. Any problem with it? No, it's like when people moan about a, um, a squad taking a picture in a dressing room. What? You're enjoying the moment. If you can't do that in football, what's the point? What is the point in doing it if you can't enjoy it and enjoy that with your, with your teammates? And, of course, you don't want... It's not like they're doing it in the faces of the South Korean players, as in right next to them doing it. They're doing it all together in a in a in a huddle, you know, near the corner flag or, you know, in the technical area with the manager. With the manager, but like that's a good you've thing. Got to, you've got to the enjoy- manager doing it as well, joining in. I mean, come on, <laughs> shouldn't he be staying for a fair? Can you imagine Gareth Southgate doing that? That's not happening, is it? I would love Jack, Jack Grealish coming oh, over after tapping love, one in. I would love to see. I would love to see Gareth get involved. <laughs> he just if, wouldn't know, would he? Because he's too respectful. If we win the World Cup, I bet he does. Oh, well, that's a little bit different. After the full-time whistle, he would never do it mid-game, would he? I, just, no, I, no. I did feel for the South Koreans. I can understand the joy of scoring a goal. I understand that elation. You've spoken to me about it many, many times. When the ball hits the back of the net, what a feeling. And it's a World Cup. And you put it on a display like that and you've rounded off an amazing move with a brilliant finish. And when it ripples into the back of the net, you just let your emotions go in front of those Brazilian fans. I, I do understand that. It's just the ones in red shirts were standing there waiting to kick off. And I did feel for them because they were just like, OK, we've conceded a goal. We're standing there waiting. <laughs> oh, but let's just let them finish their dance first. It, it didn't feel quite right to me. No. Let's put it that way. Um, Croatia booked their place in the quarterfinals. They beat Japan on penalties. Um, it was a shocker from the spot for uh, Japan. They uh, had three of their penalties saved. Minamino. Mitoma, the Brighton player, uh, and Yoshida, the former Southampton player as well, the captain. And there were dreadful penalties as well. And actually, I think this is a lesson for, for anyone else in the World Cup, but particularly England, that when you, if you have a penalty shootout, and I'm hoping England don't have a penalty shootout, I want them to dominate every game uh, that they play. But if they do have a penalty shootout, hit the flipping thing. Harry Maguire style. Um, Best penalty you'll ever see. I think when I watched those penalties... I thought that doesn't look like you've got a process of what you're doing and you definitely know where exactly where you're hitting it. It's more a, I'm just running up and I'm going to try my best. That's, that's what the penalties look like to me. Because you're right, if you're, going to do a, if you're going to try and score a penalty, surely it should have been because you practiced it and you're hitting you know, a specific target with real pace. That, that's to me what a, pe- what a penalty should be. Now, of course, you've got great players that can stutter and 
and send the keeper the wrong way and Ivan Tony's a, the best example of it but most of us have to make sure we have a spot we hit it and we hit it hard and that just wasn't seen but the pressure of the World Cup and penalties is something very different unless you've done it it's very hard to understand the pressures of that and Croatia do it again they're the masters of it yeah they do uh, another extra time that they've had to put up with and it won't show uh, you guarantee that quarterfinals that we know <laughs> of already Netherlands against Argentina Friday Croatia Brazil at Education City Friday England France Saturday Albate will be there on TalkSport of course if you heard some drumming in the background the Brazilian fans are still in here at Stadium 974 still celebrating still making music and still dancing very quickly on this Stadium 974 your first visit to it today made up of 974 shipping containers this is the last game and it's a temporary stadium the only temporary stadium ever at a World Cup the stories that it might be dismantled and shipped over to South America as part of the 2030 World Cup bids which is uh, several nations Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, Peru uh, this may end up in Argentina so we may see this again that, that's recycling at its best <laughs> yes I mean obviously it would take a, a huge effort to get all of this anywhere it's unique it's quirky of course let's be honest it looks a bit cheap because of the the, the shipping containers and it's art well i just think it's it's again with the stadiums here there's not been a stadium that i have not walked towards and gone and it's kind of took me aback and you know it's, it's very unusual to what we would definitely normally see in our country yeah when you walk towards this one from the metro for example all you see are multicoloured shipping containers and you're thinking, what on earth is going on there? But you get inside, it's a two-tier bowl of a stadium and it uh, served the purpose. But it is farewell to Stadium 974 and what a fitting finale with Brazil winning by four goals to one against South Korea to make it through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. We will head to the England camp next on World Cup Daily. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily podcast. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Japan have been one of the stories of this World Cup so far, but after their dramatic victories over Germany and Spain, they come face to face with the Iron Men of Croatia. 
Not since 2002 as co-hosts of South Korea made a World Cup quarter-final. Eventually that year, Kusinik's men finished fourth, whilst the winners were Ronaldo's Brazil. Perisic making his 100th start for Croatia here this evening. And he currently has 32 goals, one behind the legendary Mario Mandzukic. Lovren with the cross in, and the header is in! And there is the equalising goal, and it's Ivan Perisic, his sixth in World Cup. And all of a sudden, it is 1-1, and there is nothing between them. So, it will be decided from 12 yards. Mario Pasalic can send Croatia through. He steps up, right-footed, and he makes no mistake. And the penalty kings from four years ago are at it again at the 2022 World Cup. down the right-hand side of the box, pulls it back, it comes to Vinicius Junior, 1-0! Neymar back in the side and back amongst the goals. Brazil are on their way. Charleston juggles for it with his head brilliantly. Gets it back at the edge of the area. Oh, what a goal! What a brilliant goal from Richarlison! What a magnificent goal that was from Brazil. The Samba style is very much in evidence tonight. They are playing it's strictly come football and the celebrations as artistic as that football that has been sensational from brazil final score here at the 974 stadium brazil four south korea one So Brazil and Croatia dance their way into the quarterfinals and they will face off against each other on Friday live on TalkSport. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Now England players are protecting their homes with dogs, 24-hour bodyguards to ensure they're not targeted by organised crime gangs, TalkSport understands. Raheem Sterling has flown back to the UK after his home had been burgled. Surrey police confirmed there was no threat of violence in the burglary at his home, which happened when nobody was actually at the house. The theft of jewellery and watches was discovered when they returned home. England's James Madison has been speaking exclusively to TalkSport's Hugh Wozencroft. Hugh asked about the mood in the Three Lions camp after beating Senegal to reach the quarterfinals. Everyone's buzzing, and, uh, and rightly so as well. What a, what a positive performance, what a, what a brilliant night for the nation, everyone back home, everyone here. And uh, the atmosphere is brilliant at the minute, yeah, and, um, and rightly so, yeah. How are you feeling personally after the injury? and your chances of being involved possibly at the weekend or deeper into this tournament? Well, I am involved. I'm here, you know. Involvement isn't always necessarily minutes on the pitch, and I think that's probably something I've learned uh, in the last last few weeks of, of being out here. Of course, every player wants to play, and I'm no different. I'm, I'm desperate to get out there and, and show what I can do, but um, it's one of them, my first major tournament uh, at senior level, and... It's brilliant to be a part of, you know, it's, it's, it's such a learning curve and you gain so much experience without even realising just on a day-to-day -day basis of, uh, of how it works, what, what it takes to be successful and, and we have been successful so far. What a brilliant performance last night, a really convincing, convincing win against a good Senegal team in the, in, in the knockouts. So um, I'm feeling good, the injury's, the injury's gone, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling 100%. I've been training for a while now, I've been available for the last couple of games, so um, just about staying patient, staying ready, which I am, working hard and, and trying to be an option for the manager if needed, yeah. Do you get a specific role, you guys, who maybe don't start the games in terms of 
a message over if you get on the pitch, this will be your specific role. We know Gareth Southgate spoke about finishers. It's a term used a lot in, in rugby. Do you get a specific instruction? No, there's no specific instruction like that, but we're professionals. We know how it works. Even if you're not starting the game when the team, when we get told the team, when the team's announced and, and you're not on the starting 11, it's about having that professionalism and that and that unselfishness to, to prepare and be ready as if you are starting, you know. And, and that sometimes can be difficult because every player wants to play and every player wants to represent represent England at the World Cup, but only 11 can play and there's 26 of us. So um, you've, got to, you've got to put that aside and almost train and, and, and prepare as if you are playing because when called, if called upon, you need to be ready to go in and have that impact, whether it's 10 minutes off the bench, 30 minutes in extra time. You never know when that chance is going to be and you have to be ready. That's uh, James Madison with TalkSports. Hugh Woodencroft speaking earlier today at the uh, England uh, training camp. Dean Ashton, former England striker alongside me. Can you see Madison featuring at all against France? No, I think the injuries cost him. I think he may well have been given a chance if he'd have come into the World Cup without an injury because of how well he was playing. And he, I think he may have jumped himself up the pecking order a bit. But we're into the meat of the, the tournament now. And players have already staked their claim. And players that aren't in the starting eleven and are waiting in the wings have stated their claim. I'm talking about Rashford, obviously, being the main, the main player. So it's wet and Grealish. And so where does he, does he then jump ahead of them against France? I think it should be who's best suited to get the... And, and he is arguably our best suited number 10 he's probably the best number 10 we have in playing that role but I don't know I don't I don't see him getting any any football I understand that and it might be that if we do need somebody to unlock just say say a France or whoever beyond that hopefully uh, a 1-0 up and shutting up shop if we need somebody who's got the keys to unlock them then he might get a chance towards the end of a game we never know but one thing I, I am aware of and he's, he, he was great there James Madison in the interview talking about how he's soaking everything up it's great to be here feels like he's a, a good member of the squad a good tourist if you like I was watching Aaron Ramsdale who's, who's not really got a chance of getting into the England team with Jordan Pickford being the undisputed number one he had his arm around, coming out for the second half in the tunnel, he had his arm around some of his, uh, some of the England team, just talking to them, listening to them. And I thought, what a good teammate, what a good tourist, somebody you'd want on your side. Not moaning about it, not looking sullen, not looking sulky. That's what you need. It's so important, and I think that is taken into account when Gareth picked his squad. Obviously knows they're, they're, they're fantastic players, but to have the players there that are going to train properly, that are going to behave in the right manner that are going to have the right attitude that aren't going to bring the, the the group down and that's why they've got such a good group because of these players fitting in and, and being those being those players and you never quite know you you might be required you might be needed injuries suspensions you just don't know so he's right to be in that manner take it all in in case his time comes. Uh, we can also hear from Bukayo Saka, who has also been speaking after England's 3-0 win against Senegal to reach the quarterfinals. This was his response when asked if he will follow in Kylian Mbappe's 2018 footsteps and have a breakout World Cup. First of all, thank you um, for your compliment. But um, no, I think, <laughs> I think there's only one Kylian Mbappe and at the same time, there's only one me. You know, I just want to be myself and help my team in the best way I can. You know, there's a lot of young players in this tournament. I can name so many. And even in our team, you know, there's another um, young player alongside us doing unbelievably well and Jude Bellingham as well. So 
I'm just happy that we're we're all here, we're all doing well, and the priority is to try and win the tournament rather than be the um, player of the tournament or young player of the tournament, like you said. You know what? With these young players that England have got, Saka, Foden, Belling, they, they don't seem to be young players. They they answer questions in a mature fashion. Their approach seems to be mature as well. It's like they've been around for years. And actually, if you look at Bukayo Saka's stats, he has been around for years. He's phenomenal. He is. Um, but this is the test. This is the big test. You know, we've had two big tests already under Gareth with uh, Croatia in the semi-final of the World Cup and the Euros final against Italy. And we haven't been able to come over the line. This is another big test. This is as big as it gets, you know, in, in an England shirt. You know, a quarter-final at the World Cup against the reigning champions, France, with the talent they have. So you you hope that the players are relaxed. You hope that they don't feel the pressure. I can't wait, personally. It's going to be a great game to listen to and to watch. And um, I just really hope that it's this time we can get over the line against a, a tough side yeah what I will say is that people are saying that we don't really beat uh, sides above us in the rankings tough sides or whatever and I understand that point of view but where England were at tournaments 2010 2012 2014 2016 it couldn't have got any lower and since then Gareth Southgate has come in and been absolutely phenomenal what he has done he's overcome a lot of the baggage that came with failure at tournaments for all any England fan knows exactly what I'm talking about there and it's really important. We really had to get somebody in charge who had the ability just to break past all of that negative baggage that came with England at major tournaments. And thankfully, he has. Uh, we've got a bit of breaking news from uh, a country that doesn't do so well in tournaments, and that's Germany. Uh, it's been widely reported that Oliver Bierhoff, director of Germany's national teams and academy, has resigned from all positions with immediate effect. He, of course, won Euro 96 in England with Germany, had been working for the German FA since 2004. Now, I was speaking to a German journalist, actually, in, in, here in Qatar, asking what would happen uh, to the manager. Would, be, would it be all changed? He said the big problem is Bierhoff. He expected this to happen because he sets the tone, he sets the standards, he's the one who directs it and drives it, and it was all going in the wrong direction. So it's no surprise to me that if that is true, that Bierhoff has gone. No, I wondered who would be a scapegoat as such because they've fallen behind. They've got the talent there, but they just aren't moving in the right direction. And you're right, I spoke to uh, a German journalist as well, and he said what's so frustrating is England look like we used to look, which is efficiently ruthless so they've lost that that kind of air of invincibility and and someone's going to have to pay obviously yeah it's a shame isn't it uh three o'clock <laughs> morocco against spain world cup round of 16 is on talk sport that's followed by portugal switzerland the last of the round of 16 games and that will complete the quarter final picture and don't forget the talk sport world cup daily podcast is available to download on the talk sport app or wherever you get your podcasts from it will be there every morning throughout the tournaments in qatar That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? 
Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.